Hi, everybody. Um, this is an exciting call for me. Uh, many of you have mentioned that you have been getting to meet my siblings. And every time you get on a call to listen to you know, one of my recordings, it's another sibling. So I decided that I would ask um, as many of my family members as possible to join me for a recording. And I have Freddie here, who you also have met through my recordings or through Nurtured Heart. Um, to kind of MC us a little bit and give a little bit of structure. Because um, as you know, we're all very passionate and excitable people. And so a little bit of structure will help this be an easier listening experience. So I'm going to turn the mic over to Freddie. And um, welcome to me and my family. Those of us, So let me just say one more thing. So we're, we're a family of 13 kids, actually. Um, eight out of 13 of us like family. So it's some of my in-laws, not everybody's here today, but actually became certified in the Nurtured Heart Approach. Um, but I think it's like a, a, a family-wide pandemic. We just are all very into it. Uh, the best kind of pandemic out there. So yeah, so we're just going to explore that today. And Freddie, take it away. I'm so excited for this conversation and to be here as well. I've had a chance to meet I think two or three of you in person and several more of you virtually, but I'm still meeting some more of you today. Um, and I think it's so unique. I have a family also that is very steeped in nurtured heart right now with my mom and myself and my daughter all being trainers. So I'm I'm really curious. And much like Masi just described her audience, every time I hear one of you or every time I get to interact with one of you, I get so inspired to know more. So I'm really excited to to hear from you guys. Um, I guess my initial question is kind of like your, your introduction to NHA. So I don't know who to call on first, but you guys might help me out. So how did the family get introduced to NHA? Where I want to go kind of later, we don't need to get there all at once, but I want to just foreshadow is what do you really like about or what drew you to NHA? You know, once one sibling was involved, why did you choose to get involved? And then we'll see what develops from there. So I believe that it's Honey is the first person. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, go ahead. Okay. Well, hello. Um, yeah, I I sent my daughter to a nurtured heart approach school, and it was so amazing, and I loved it. And then I kind of just not forgot about it, but just, you know, moved on with my life. And um, she was really struggling in school a lot. And I sent her to therapist after therapist, social school groups, everything. And the problem just growing, kept growing bigger and bigger. And then in the back of my head, I remembered about the nurtured heart approach. So I called someone up and it just resonated with my heart. And I was just so relieved that I didn't have to get her evaluated for the millionth time and talk about the problems again with no results other than bigger problems and I started um, reading the book and talking to people and had somebody that walked my hand through it throughout you know the day-to-day -day issues and my family transformed my relationship with my kids transformed I my house started getting calmer the issues that were there disappeared. Um, I learned how to um, support my kids through it and realized there was nothing wrong with them. There was nothing wrong with me. And then um, my sister could talk more about it, but um, my sister Mussy was giving a parenting class and she asked me if I would come speak about the nurtured heart approach. So I did. And then I think after that, I kind of, she got really interested in it. And from there kind of spread. So <laughs> that is so nice to hear the the transformation and the fact that it was coming from such a, a a real and organic place. I guess my only follow up before we go, then it sounds like we should jump to Mussy's version or how she got involved. Then is is just when was that? Around um, how long ago was that when you got involved? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. How long ago was that? Um, I would want to say maybe. 13, 14 years ago. Okay. Yeah. What a what a transformation that has been then. That is excellent. Thank you so much for that. So Mussy, after after Honey was kind of experimenting with it and you saw the transformation in her family, then I guess that's what got you to invite her in. But now it's your turn. 
Yeah, I think it's amazing how life works and the universe just provides what needs to be provided um, or God or higher power or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I, like Hani said, was I had I was a preschool teacher and parents in my class had asked me if we could do a parenting like group. And so I was doing that. I was just sharing my own ideas, stuff I learned in school and stuff that I just knew intuitively and just discussing different topics. Um, and yeah, I asked Connie to present because it was really cool what was she was doing and what she was going on. And I, I had heard about the Nurtured Heart um, like from a colleague at one point also. And she and I loved what she said, but I never really pursued it or looked more into it. So just getting seeing it from Connie was like, oh, yeah, that that's a really you know great approach. Um, but then my preschool was doing a, a professional development day and they asked the teachers, um, the assistant directors, like, do any of you have a specific topic or um, method that you'd like to delve more deeply because they didn't have something planned yet? And I said, yes, nurtured heart. So I don't know if our audience knows Lisa Woomer, but she um, is a trainer now and she's check her out on Instagram. She's posting amazing things. Hi, Lisa, if you're watching this, she um, went ahead and um checked it out, got so interested, went ahead and became a trainer. Um, and she came back and trained the school. And I think she's been training that. I don't live there anymore, but I think she's been training the school like ever since and just training a lot of other people. So it's just amazing how it all, how that all happened. And I used it in my preschool classroom at first, obviously um, into my home as well, which was harder and, and less smooth. And I saw that behaviors got, at first they got better, but then they got worse. And it's very confusing because I didn't have as an extensive, I guess for me, just taking a workshop was like this incredible experience that then got fuzzier and fuzzier at time, as time went on as and as actual hands-on behaviors and situations were happening. I was finding myself like with no clues of what to do or how to do it and trying and, you know, not doing timeout, but then like slip, but then like, but this, we really need to do timeout for because this is like really bad and, and just not knowing what to do. Um, so ultimately we had a big um life change in our our family we decided to leave where we were living and we moved um up north to where my parents are we actually moved into my parents house for a little while thank you Kathy and mommy if you're watching this um our, our early midlife crisis to figure out where we wanted to go and the the kind of the day that I um the day that I figured that out that the day that I decided to leave. Well, okay, no, actually that's not true. Before I even knew I wanted to leave. So anyone who's been to CTI, that's a certification training intensive, um, they, in person, they give you uh, postcards and they say, we'll mail it for you. Put it, you know, write, write a note to somebody that's that's been important in your journey. So, I, so Lisa sent one to me. What I was to thank me for introducing her. I was so emotional, such a beautiful recognition, but also at the timing that she sent it and everything, it was just so I don't know and I got this like just this like burning I was connected to my heart in that moment I got this burning desire it was like if I ever change course I'm becoming a trainer it was just this like clarity that I had and so yeah that's what happened we moved into my parents house um I took some uh I took some some tax returns that my husband still can't believe I did because it was like you know we are both don't have jobs it's not really a good time to use tax returns for a training but in retrospect, it was a great idea. Um, and and that's and that's where the, it all started. That week was really transformational for me. I was in a very vulnerable place in my life in general, like on all sides, personally, mentally, emotionally, professionally, just everything was up in the air. And that week of being around people who believe in people and who love people and who care about people and who see the good in people and see the good in me and being seen in such a deep way that I didn't even know how to see myself in was just so transformative and yeah that's that the rest it's not history because it was a work like constant work constant work constant work and I've been back to CTIs and listening to podcasts and talking to people and having these kind of conversations and um but that's my story so yeah my I goodness lost my mute myself here and, and hello um there's so much that I would like to follow up there. You know, you touched on so much from from when it was at the school and it was a job thing to trying it in your own home to to the up ebbs and flows and it seemed to get better and then not and then what a training did and so many different pieces. But I would also like to hear from everybody else. So then 
Mussi has moved in to parents' house, and she's now gone to a CTI and became or become a trainer. So how then, like, where's the next piece in that chain? Well, I think I, I uh, went next. <laughs> um, I was just, I mean, I always had really, really high expectations of myself, um, almost to like a perfectionism when it came to my kids. Like, I'm never going to yell and I'm never going to be mad at them. And I'm always going to be how I want to be. And as they were getting older, um, whenever I would make a mistake or not be how I wanted to be, I was really, really, really hard on myself to the point where I just felt like, you know, like I'm not good enough and was just feeling really down. And um, Musi just kept telling me about like this approach and that I, I knew about the approach. I read the book and I really liked the ideas of the approach, um, but I just decided to go um, to the training to really learn how to like apply it to myself because I was just at a place where it's like, I was so focused on like, you know, giving unconditional love to my kids. But if I'm beating myself up, how is that even going to work? And it couldn't work um, because I was feeling more and more disconnected because I, because it was leaving me out. And I was just thinking like, I, I, the more that I was leaving myself out and not loving myself, the more disconnected from my kids I was feeling and then feeling guilty because I've been so emotionally involved with my kids should I just like shut down and just disconnect it was really scary for me um and then so when I went to the training I really tried to apply everything I was learning on myself and um that's what I do now too like I, I feel like first it comes from me you know like do I always do the approach no not always but I try really hard to meaning I'm not perfect at it but I try really hard to always try to bring it back to, well, what am, what's going right? And, you know, what can I appreciate about myself? And it's really only from that place that I could be motivated to do anything because, you know, beating myself up and feeling bad about every mistake I make isn't, isn't helpful. So I, I really appreciate the approach from that, from that aspect of, you know, like we can all really feel good about who we are through our imperfections and whatever else. I so appreciate your energy and voice all the time, Rifki, when we're talking. What I love about the work you do is you're always reminding me about boundaries and you're always reminding me that this, this uh, not energizing negativity is not just for our children. I mean, I think everybody on the call gets that, but you particularly keep drawing me back to it's my own self-judgment. It's my own self-doubt. It's my own frustration that I'm not being good enough that I don't want to energize. And so I'm not just not energizing these things in other people, but the real power of when I don't energize those things in myself. So I know we have Avraham, hello, and Manuha and Deborah, but I don't know who is next. Well, and obviously Rabbi. So sorry. Who... Who goes next? I don't know if Devorlea trained or if I trained next. Devorlea, did you train? Well, before I did? <laughs> well why don't you go for it? Because you unmuted first. Okay. <laughs> I actually am generally um, like a very skeptical person. And when I hear these things, these, these, um, I think I spoke about this one time with you, Musi, but um, when I hear these, these parenting approaches and these training approaches, I always feel almost like I take it upon myself a shame, like, oh, we should be doing all of this. So I always stay away from all of these things. But then Musi was looking for someone to practice on when she just first got trained. And I was like, of course I'll do that. So I sat and I listened to Musi. And as I was listening, I like my mind exploded. I was like, oh my goodness, this is what I've been looking for. It totally spoke to my heart. Um, and the thing that was so, what made me be able to really hear it was, first of all, it's, there's a lot of, intuition that um I've had that nurture that I felt so deeply connected with nurtured heart approach and also um like Rifki was saying the fact that I um am able to I am able to make mistakes and there there is the my shame is totally accepted with nurtured heart approach and the nurtured heart approach also addresses how I can 
relate to my shame and how I can use my shame and actually how it makes me an even more powerful mom and even more powerful um, educator. And it was just like, I felt like I didn't have to change who I am to do Nurture Heart Approach that I that I can be Nurture Heart Approach as I am where I was at that time and where I am at all times makes me the best person to do Nurture Heart Approach. So that was, I deeply connected to it. And I really, I deeply connect to it every day. I just had a meeting for a job I'm doing in the summer. And I, they, they said something about um, a meeting that they're going to have with their staff. And I was like, well, what if we went around and energized everybody and explained what that would look like? And they were all like, whoa. And they spent 20 minutes talking about how amazing and how they never thought of it. And it's just like, I'm, I'm like, wow, you know, that's, it's, um, it's so amazing how naturally it, it natural it is for me to think about that right now. So that's me. <laughs> I love that. I love, um, the aspect of, of being able to be your whole self authentically that you don't have to change. And I love what you were saying about shame. That's something that we could maybe address down the road. And um, and then, yeah, just an energizing circle in a business place. Like, how awesome would that be if we could do that? It sounds like, Deborah, you're next. Mm-hmm. So I was introduced to the new chart approach through Musi. I believe that I was at your very first, like, training you ever did. So, and I spent a lot of time at her house, so I got to see it in action. And from the beginning, it was definitely something that I was interested in. It was definitely something that I enjoyed learning about, but it wasn't something that I really thought about pursuing for myself until, um, so for me, what really got me to go into the training was I began to become aware about how in my marriage, in my relationship, I was leaking negativity everywhere and it was make I could see that the effect that it was having on me the effect it was having on my husband how he was tearing apart our relationship and I realized that I was really scared of myself and of my energy and I decided that I just got to my breaking point and I was like I need to do something about this I cannot continue living this way because it's tearing me apart and um, I'd already done, I already been to a couple of trainings with Mosi, already done the six hour, but that was when I went to my first CTI. And that was a that was life changing. I remember that it was it was halfway through. This was the first one that was virtual, also, which is really cool. Um, I remember it was about halfway through the week when I managed to do my first, my first real reset ever. And that was life-changing because it really brought home that I don't need to be afraid of my intensity. I don't need to be afraid of my energy that I can actually harness it and I can use it. And um, it's com- it's completely, completely changed my life for the better. The way I interact with myself, the way I interact with other people and um, the way I hope to, you know, raise my children someday. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of you feeling at at whatever age you feel it, the first time you're able to reset and actually you just articulated it so brilliantly, I'm just gonna repeat it. To not be scared of your intensity, but to actually feel like it could be a benefit to you if you learn how to channel it. Mm-hmm. That was so well said, thank you. Thank I you. think I want to call on Abraham next. And um, if you could, I think it might be useful to share the age order that you all are in. That might be useful for for the audience. And hello, I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Hey, everybody, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, nice to see you again, Freddie. And um, age order, that's a tall order for me to remember all of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm first, although my parents come first. And so Rabbi Levin is first, of course. And then there's me. And then Hani and Rifki are twins. Hani's first, then Rifki. By a few minutes, I think. Um, and then we have Musi, followed by Devorah followed by Menucha. Um, and this is a, a part of our family. So... 
uh, grateful to be here and uh, to talk about my my introduction to nurture and heart approach. Right. So, um, I first first heard about nurture and heart approach through my wife Hani, who who was a preschool um, Montessori teacher, Montessori preschool teacher, and in their school they had they were trained in the nurture heart approach as part of their training as teacher. And she started using it in school for a couple of years um, and then tried to bring it into the home. But I was a little, you know, not necessarily sold on it. And then when my sister Musi became the guru of nurture heart approach and um, more than that, seeing all the results and how you know, everyone else in my family is getting into it. So let me find out a little bit more about it. I read some of the books and this and that, and there are some definitely some um, parts of it that, that spoke to me. Um, but when I did the, the full training, um, I understood exactly why you don't get it, uh, why I didn't get it from just snippets and pieces. Like you have to really get it. So I really got it. And uh, I have to say my experience during those uh, few days, on even though it was on Zoom, was a lot of emotions there because there was something about it which was thank you for giving me the permission to trust what I've always known in my heart but was always told or sensed that that's not what we do it's like when Howard talks about him parenting based on the the guidelines that he was trained in and it's not working and so push push the rules even harder and then giving himself permission to say, well, what is what do I know from my own experience? You know, and and um, so hearing the nurture heart approach to me was like, yes, yes, I've always felt that as a child, but I couldn't quite articulate it. And it was almost like I didn't know that we were allowed to, you know, go there and do that. And what if I can give my kids and other kids that same experience? Um, I don't know how much time I have, but the, but I just want to talk for a minute about how I use the nurture heart approach today and how, how life-changing it is. Um, so I use it also in my work as a, um, as a life coach and as a recovery coach specifically. So I use it in addiction recovery and that relates a lot to marriage and relationships. And I don't necessarily say the word that I'm using the nurture heart approach, right? But it's, it's when you're living and breathing the nurture heart approach, it, 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 you see it everywhere. And um, I think the one point that stands out for me, the example I like to give is the example of a, a child who's very angry and punches another child in the face and how, you know, depends on the situation, but in some situations, the nurture heart approach will say, wow, you didn't punch him twice, right? You only punched him once. And people will laugh at how silly that sounds, right? But if we, if we go a little deeper, the, the, the reason why I love that example is because that example basically says, you know, there is this idea of management of emotions. You're talking to a kid and saying, there's this concept of it's okay to be angry and it's not okay to hurt someone else. And this is a concept that exists outside of you that maybe eventually will teach you how to get there. And, and the nurture heart approach says, why don't we allow the child to experience that they already are there? You already are experiencing emotional regulation because you could have punched twice. Now, how about if we just copy paste that to the first punch? So it's not outside of you. It's not down the road. It's not tomorrow I'm going to change. It's not my marriage will finally fall, you know, fall into place. It's not that I'm going to become, I'm going to get sober. It's that how, how am I already great right now here in that moment? And how do I just kind of allow that to seep into other areas of my life? It's a completely life-changing thing. And I see so much anxiety today, anxiety being all about how do I change it? How do I fix it? How do I make it better? And a nurtured heart approach says, stop trying to fix it. Be with what is. And I just want to share one more, one more quick point. And that is, I was a, um, a um, how do you say it? I was taking over a class. I was filling in for a class substitute. And I just had three hours with these boys. And there was one boy who was interrupting constantly the class. And I thanked him every time he took a breath and every time he stopped interrupting you know, and energize that. And later on, as he was moving to another room, I overheard him talking to a friend and he says, see that rabbi over there? He was thanking me when I stopped interrupting. I think he thinks I'm a good kid. And then I, 
I spoke to the director and I spoke to this kid's mother. I actually did a second thing also later on when I pulled the kid out. I said, I need to take you out of class. I need to talk to you. They, uh oh, I took him out of class and I said, I, I just want to say, I notice you have so much energy about you, like all this energy. And in a classroom setting, that's not the best place for you to, to express all that energy because the, there's following directions and paying attention. But I hope that you don't. And I hope that you don't shut that part of you down. I hope you use this creativity and this energy in so many areas of your life because it's an amazing thing that you have. I spoke to his mother and she tells me that this kid has been kicked out of every school that he's been in. And this was probably the first time in his life that he he says, I think he thinks I'm a good kid. You know, so that's the nurture heart approach. It's like giving us permission to let go of the fear and the terror that if we don't control the outcome of our children's behavior and our own behavior and everyone else, if we don't make sure that, that let's say the addict that I'm working with, we don't make sure that he doesn't relapse, we don't control it and, and, and you have to do this, you have to do that, something really bad and terrible will happen. Intern Heart Approach says, let's stop and let's be with what is and let's find you know, what's what's already great about you, about me, about us, about the situation. And if we're already great, then how do we just express that greatness in every area of our life? It's already here. It's in front of us. We just have to open our eyes. Thanks. I want to be a rule breaker, Freddie. I'm not oh, supposed go to ahead. interrupt. We're supposed to follow your lead. I'm just so proud to be part of this family. I love you guys all so much. And I don't know why we don't do this like every single day. And I can't even imagine being you, Tati, but like, how do we all exist in the same family? You're all so cool. Anyway, I'm like exploding here. Thank you for letting me, you didn't let me be a rule broker. Being a rule breaker doesn't require permission. I just decided to be that. So yay me. Okay, Freddie, your turn. Mute. I love that you just said that because I was at a loss for what to say. I, there's so much that I want to follow up with there again. Um, but mostly for this time right now, I just want to say, um, Abraham, like, I don't even know how to mentally process what you just said. It was so much that I agree with, but I just want to say out loud that I just feel lighter. I feel like there was repair done in the universe just by you sharing those words with us. And I know that sounds incredibly cheesy probably to our listeners, but it speaks to my heart. It speaks to why I love Nurtured Heart. It speaks to why I am bubbling with energy to be on this call with you guys. And um, tremendous. I want to be quiet now and listen to Rabbi Levin. Um, so you can imagine there's a Yiddish word for nachas. I don't know. You can't describe it in English properly. Nachas means uh, pleasure or when a parent... Uh, gets tremendous pleasure from what the kids are doing. So obviously I have a lot of nachas here. Um, I grew up learning that it's important to raise children in a very positive way. Uh, this was written by as far back as Rambam, Maimonides, about 900 years ago, who wrote that when you raise ch children, you should give them gifts and treats and treat them nicely. Rabbi, can I interrupt you for one second to Are ask if you could if you could turn your volume up or check? It's a little okay. hard to hear you. I can't turn my volume up, but let me bring the computer a little closer. Is that better? That is better. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So I grew up reading and learning that we have to raise kids with positivity. The previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, the head of Chabad, um, the previous Rebbe, wrote a whole book on that, and our rabbi, Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, um, constantly was not only teaching it, but practicing it. So anybody who came to him, he was a great religious leader, and people expected religious leaders to kind of give people a hard time for some things they did wrong, and he always did the opposite. He always pointed out the positive and brought out the positive. I also grew up, though, in a community that was made up mostly of survivors of the Holocaust and of the Soviet Union. Tremendous amount of trauma and a lot of pain and suffering. So the teachers, the people around me, the leaders, while they certainly perhaps believed this, but in practice, there was a lot of negativity. And this is how I grew up. 
So when you have that kind of experience, you know, it's hard to actually put the positivity into practice. And this was always a problem for me. And then I noticed how my kids are raising their kids and I'm noticing how positive they are and how they're not getting upset with the kids. And just, just um, I, I was actually very impressed. I expressed it to some of them, how wonderful it is how they raise the kids. And then some of the kids told me about NHA and I decided, let me go for it. And um, an NHA, I found the expression, the tools and the expression of everything that I believed and the ability to actually put it into practice. And since then, it has affected my work with with my family, with friends, with um, community members and um, colleagues. I do a lot of mentoring and um, it's really completely transformed and given me the ability to do, to put in practice um, what I believe. And it's wonderful to see all the kids doing it. It's just amazing to see how they're raising their kids and how their kids are growing up. It's just been phenomenal. Thank you. Um, I kind of want to just see where you guys want to go, if there's anything that you want to share. But something that I was thinking about is I feel so passionate about the social justice ramifications of NHA, about the healing in the universe that can happen, as I hinted at earlier. So it's not just parenting and teaching for me. I see it and I appreciate what I'm hearing, that this is how people can relate to themselves. This is how people can relate to their spouse. This is how colleagues can work, you know, in in so many different fields. So I guess in order to get as many voices as we can without talking for half an hour is, is there a piece of NHA? Like many of you said, it spoke to your heart. Many of you said it, it reaffirmed things that you already believe. Can you articulate maybe one piece of what it was that really connected with you. And I know some of you already have, so maybe just even a repeat or you can choose a different thing. But in my head, it's it's like a minute or so, it's kind of short, which is hard for us all to be concise, but just a short kind of retake of what is an aspect of NHA that did really resound with you and really does connect with you. Um, I don't know if we can manage to just unmute and go when it's your turn, but I'll try to call on people. It looks like Rivki wants to say something. Um, I'm really proud of myself. I didn't interrupt anyone. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, the biggest thing that I got from Nurture Heart Approach for myself, my own life, is to be in a really difficult situation where in the past I would have felt a lot of negativity um, and gone maybe down a rabbit hole, but completely be able to look at it different. For example, if a child of mine comes and tells me something that I'm doing that is bothering them or that they think is wrong, maybe I would feel in the past like I'm not good enough or try to change how they feel. But today I can genuinely say like, what is going right here about me, about them? And I can genuinely look at my child and say, I so appreciate that you feel safe to communicate with me. And I can energize myself and tell myself what kind of parent I am, that I am not blaming my kids for saying negative things, that I am listening to my child and that I'm being responsible and maybe sharing my sadness with someone else and not with my child. And that that takes a lot of whatever that takes, you know, bravery, honesty, humility. And that I can actually feel good about even quote unquote sad negative moments if it's hard for me to connect emotionally and I'm aware of it and I choose to do my best I can energize myself for trying even though it's hard instead of beating myself up and saying what kind of mother is it hard to connect emotionally to your child so that's been the biggest um, gift for me and the way that it helps me in my own life the most yes which repeat I also love in my head at least the ramifications that come from that when your children see that being modeled, when they feel respected for bringing up their opinions, when they see that their mom can have these emotions and not run from them, I feel like there's so much positive impact down the road. I think, honey, can I ask you the same question? Like, what is it now or then or, or even just along the path that is really something that resounds with you with NHA? Yeah, great question. 
Um, the thing that comes to mind is it gives me permission to let go of feeling the immense pressure that came with the lie that I had to control myself or my kids and that there was something that I should or could do different to change them. It, that created so much anxiety in me that it would just completely shut me down. And so the nurtured heart approach gave me the ability to let go of all the expectation and all the stress of changing anything and saying with my kids and also with myself, you know, I struggle with struggled, struggle less now because I support myself through it, but struggled a lot with critical voices in my head, you know, and looking at everything that I did wrong. And so, and trying to get myself to change all that. And it was, it's a very, very hard, even if eventually you do change something, it takes time, it takes practice, and it feels so big and so overwhelming and would make me feel like I just wanted to give up. And so I would take time every day to ask myself, what did you do right? And I remember one day I was thinking just, I told my kids I left them today. That's, and then I would just say, that's beautiful. You, your kids know that you love them. Do you know how special that is? That even though it was a hard moment and maybe you didn't handle it perfect, they feel loved. That shows that you really care about your kids. And, or with my kids, if they were acting up and not listening or, you know, having a really hard time, it was just knowing that all I had to do was look at what they were doing right, took away the pressure and allowed me to be more present and encouraged me to continue to show up because if all I have to do is look at and notice what's going right, I can do that. If what I have to do is change the situation with my kids or myself, I give up. I'm not even going to try. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> uh, so many, again, places to go to. I, I love the being present. I love, I have been working on not saying just in a diminishing way, only saying just in a justice sort of way. But when you said, I just told my kids that I loved them, like, that's a huge thing. There's nothing small about that. Um, but what I really appreciated is because it's it resounds with me as well is that my behavior is not a reflection on anybody else and that my children's reflection or behavior is not a reflection on me that we are all human beings that are living life the way that we are living life and that i don't have to feel judged by other people's behavior and that's what i heard you kind of sharing and i, and I agree with you like what a relief when you when you let go of that manuka i know you have to get going so can you please share what is it that resounds with you about NHA? Yeah, thank you. So it's actually um, a little bit like what you just said, um, but the difference between bad and learning um, and how how beautiful and the, the intense space. And that's with me, with my kids, with my relationships um, that, you know, when I when I think about it as a child, it's it's easier to understand. And then I can relate it back to myself when a child is acting out or when a child is, um, and I can phrase it as they're learning and this is their brain developing. And then I can then look and say, okay, so then what quality is really, what quality are they developing in this moment? So if they're, um, you know, um, they very loud and they yell a lot, well, they, when, as they learn, they are going to be a person who stands up for themselves and speaks truths clearly and firmly. And then when I relate that back to myself and in my relationships and with the people I see, as opposed to when I have a bad day, it's, it's, I'm like a very intense person. So when I say, when I have a bad day and I say, oh, but at least I didn't, it's, it's hard for me to accept the parts that weren't great. But when instead I say, oh, I was learning, what quality was I developing in that moment? What was my brain processing? What was I doing? How was I, you know, and, and every, every day as I learn, I, the, the, the things that I develop put into the world and the, the, the relationships I build are all developing in every single one of those moments where I'm learning. And it just brings so much healing and so much space when it's learning. I am learning to communicate better with my children. And that means that I am um, 
developing great communication skills because I am really passionate about truly connecting with my kids on a very deep level. It just totally shifts the way I see life. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I want to call on Musi next, but would it be useful to give a quick recap, either you or me, about the approach? I don't know if your audience would benefit from that or if they already know the approach well enough. Yeah, I mean, our, our audience is probably very diverse and um, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know. I already unmuted. I was going to point or whatever, but on Zoom, you can't really do that. Um, Thank you everyone for doing this, by the way. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, well, so I mean, nurtured heart. So, okay, so I'll 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 answer the question and give my recap at the same time. So um the thing that really like blew me away with nurtured heart that drew me in at first, and it's just ever evolving uh, the depth of it is this like um kind of the core essence, and it's where we start with nurtured heart, which is that like intensity, um, difference, challenge, diagnosis, um, symptoms, uh, behaviors, yeah, whatever, you know, mental health, like, is this all an enemy? Like, do we need to fight it and get rid of it in order to be like good citizens of the planet and belong and be loved and be worthwhile and successful? And the big shift in nurtured heart is that we say no. They're not the enemy. Not only are they not the enemy, they are your unique flavor, color, spice contribution to this beautiful rainbow of the world that with you really embracing who you are and all that you have and all that you've been given and all that's come your way instead of bracing against it, if you embrace it fully, this is you. This is your experience. This is your past. This is your trauma. This is your addiction. This is whatever. I don't care. Any name, any diagnosis, anything. This is you. So now look at you. And what do you bring? And what are you bringing? And celebrate the version, the, 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 the uniqueness of you and, and take that intensity as your life force, as your, to propel you into being something great. That is, that, uh, that is that is that that switch that shift of like it's not only the enemy it's your best friend it is it is you and it is a gift to the world and you are a gift to the world with all of you and so we don't have to and i'm i'm bringing in like what hani said this we all kind of said this in our own different ways like i don't have to change you no i don't want to change you actually i want you as you are to get it that you are needed here like you must be you. Without you, we're missing something. And so taking that, so Nurtured Heart is based on this foundation of like, no, 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 exactly how you are. Don't change a thing. Be that. Be that more. Be that greater. Take that and share it. It's your light. How do we practically do that? Nurtured Heart also has gotten practical over the past 30 years where we kind of reel that belief in innate greatness, in innate worth, in innate beauty. Um into a methodology which is rooted in three stands simple not easy <laughs> but simple in that we refuse stand one to energize negativity where we're just not going to make it our business our plan our purpose or even part of our agenda to like try to fix change manage get involved with negativity it's 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 again, we're switching it around. That negativity, if anything, is here to, to aid us somehow. Like, and and I definitely don't wanna don't don't wanna waste my time giving you the idea that that whatever is coming across as negative behavior right now is a defining factor of who you are that needs to change in order for you to be, you know, no. So absolutely no to negativity. And that comes in all different, it's like an onion that keeps peeling. So many layers of that. Absolutely yes, a stand too. I'm taking a stand for that inner wealth, for that greatness, for that beauty of who you are. So absolutely yes i am going to show you i'm going to reflect to you i'm going to see in my own heart and in my own mind all of that gift that you are what you're bringing to the table how you're already successful how you already have those values what you're learning like manuha said um what's going right and and what what value you bring and like if i don't know that as a parent or a teacher then that's stand two is my first job like how do i i need to start finding that out um i need to start seeing that and then 
and and especially little kids will only see that if we see that but i'm tangenting okay stand three come take my course if you want more on that stand three is absolutely clear my third stand and standing for inner wealth and greatness is absolutely clear it's a commitment really that's the way i see it a commitment to clarity on like yes you are worthy and you are beautiful and you are bringing worth and value and incredible gift to the world just by being you and no i am not going to get into the negativity because it doesn't matter because who you are is all of you and all of you can be and is already worth celebrating and then the clarity of like how that's going to work so like rules um procedures um boundaries making sure that things are set up for success like that 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 your life and your and your and your um schedule is age appropriate and and needs appropriate and kind of getting clear on like who each person is and what they need so that we can all be successful because we can't be successful if we aren't um if we aren't getting our needs met really so whether it's for kids or ourselves it's that clarity of like how can we best set ourselves up to be standing in our light shining ourselves forward and and being 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 the us that the world really needs so I love all of that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But that piece about like, that piece about like, I, I might not know how, but I know that you are worthy and that you are important and that you're on purpose. And that the fact that you're on that, this planet breathing is proof enough that you bring infinite value and that I'm going to, I'm going to use those stands or whatever else, but I'm going to find that because absolutely like that was like oh my gosh so I don't need to like make everyone be anything kind of like Ohani said like to control everyone and make them all that was like so exciting so freeing and like when I don't know what to do in a negative situation my response is like well this isn't the moment that matters so I don't either need to know and just like sometimes it's white knuckling but just like okay I'm just gonna like get through this because like parenting relationship all that's gonna happen when we all feel better so let's just get there so that's been huge for me See, calling you i'm gonna need you to actually bring some energy and like passion because you're a little too mellow obviously kidding um we love we love your energy i just want to take a second i want to call on dl and i know abraham and rabbi levin i want to hear from you but i also just want to take a moment to say we are in the middle of a busy monday everybody taking time out of their day to make this happen everybody staying on track we're not all sharing everything that we want to be sharing i'm sure and i think that's a beautiful thing i learn so much every time i hear you all speak and again i'm very thankful to be here on this call <laughs> and it's a whole family not fighting that's amazing at least for my family that would be amazing um so yeah so devorah Leo. Yeah. So I think that the biggest thing for me about nurture approach was see, I'm autistic. And so for most of my life, the focus and energy was on how I was different and how I was struggling and the challenges that I had and trying to fix that. And I think that the thing with Nurture Heart Approach is it shows me that I don't need to be like everybody else. I don't need to conform because that's my, me being different is my greatness. Because, you know, there's because we're all different from each other in some way. And I think those differences should be celebrated. And so this is something that I dream of doing. I don't know how I'd ever do this, but I dream of doing it because. I I hear stories of people who have autism, who have ADHD, who have learning disabilities, who have all different kinds of mental health challenges. And what they say is that when they interact with people around them, the message that they get from the world is that there's something wrong with them, is that they're different and that difference is bad and that they need to conform and they need to fit into what society expects of people. And I wish that I can make that shift to instead be like to instead look for the greatness in that in in them and the unique things that they're they're the differences in their way of thinking or their way of feeling or their way of interacting with the world actually benefits is actually like benefits the world and is an incredible greatness. 
I don't, I don't, I don't like, even with interventions, I don't want the focus to be on the problems. I wish the focus could be on building that greatness and through that building, building, like building skills and building all these things, but building it from a position of you're already great and you already bring so much. Let's build on that and let's improve that. I hope I'm trusting in the power of Zoom and the internet that the that the emotion and the power that I feel um, speaks through Zoom. But I just want to share that I've been in the presence of you, DL. And when you share what you just shared, I get chills. The whole teacher coach part of me just gets so filled up. There's a power to your authenticity and to your growth and your strength that again, I'm only hoping speaks through the screen. I, I trust that it does, but if any of you watching ever get a chance to be in the physical presence of, of Devorah Lea when she's sharing her story is so powerful. It, it moves me and I just wanted to let you know that. Thank you. Avraham, can we hear? What would you say is, well, you've already shared so much just today, but um, a piece that you think would be useful for people to hear about mm -hmm. how NHA connected to what you always believed but weren't given permission. Like, I love the way you worded that. Yeah, I think it's um, very similar to what, what everyone else is sharing here as well, but it's um, the role of my role as a parent or a teacher or therapist or spouse, you know, and um, letting go of the, the, you know, what, what, it, what it means really to, to, to raise a child. What, what is my job? What is my role? And it's not about the outcomes and it's not about the behaviors and it's, you know, and, and so letting go of that, that kind of responsibility, like the other shares, but it's like clarifying what my role is. Um, and this played a part in understanding nurture heart approach itself, because the pushback that I get right away from people when, when we're teaching the nurture heart approach is, is when we talk about does the nurture heart approach work? Does it get the results of like kids behaving better in the classroom? Right. When you energize and, and to the point where it even comes across as a type of manipulation. You know, I'm, I'm going to ignore you if you misbehave and I'm going to reward you with my presence when you behave. And I found it helpful to, to clarify at the outset that we're actually stepping completely outside of that whole mindset of my role here as ensuring certain behaviors. Yes, I understand in a classroom setting, you know, certain things need to need to be under control, so to speak, but that's not our, our bigger picture goal. I'm thinking about it more like, what do I want my child to believe about themselves? That's what inner wealth, inner wealth is about. So let's stop thinking about, will this work to get the kid to be on time in the car versus which way, what will, um, what will my child think about themselves? And, and maybe, maybe my child won't. You know, maybe my child will end up in a supermarket or end up in another social setting and other people will judge and say, what are you doing? And maybe I'll be embarrassed, but that was never my job in the first place to make sure that doesn't happen. My job was to provide a space for my child to, to, to understand the world and understand who they are and understand what they contribute and, you know, and, and, uh, Stand three as well, understanding the reality, the truth of the boundaries. When you do this, that happens. And when you do this, that happens. And just one last point is the experiential nature of nurture heart approach, which I just want to throw out there that when the last few times when I did a course of nurture heart approach, what I did was I talked to the people who came and I energized the negative at first. I found something to complain about, like you know, we didn't start on time and there wasn't enough food and I came all the way and you didn't, you guys aren't paying me enough or whatever it is. And I talked and I complained about it. And the more uncomfortable they got in their seats, the more I continued to do it. And then I stopped and I took a deep breath and I said, let's start over again. And then I energized the positive. 
And then I asked them, how did you feel? And the next question is, I'm going to talk now for a couple hours, right? In the first mode versus the second mode, which one motivated you to be interested in what I had to say, to be open, to have some kind of communication? Because everyone said, you know, if you're harsh right away at the outset, then your students will listen. But I'm talking to the parents. I'm talking to the, how did you feel? Now imagine you're your child. So it's very experiential. It's not just a theory. Um, thanks. It's absolute gold. I will be borrowing that. I hope lots of people listening are. What a great way. Again, I think we all say it in Nurtured Heart, but it's not something that you need to know. It's something that you need to feel. And that's what you just did so well. And Rabbi, I may be... Uh, incorrect, but it seems like you have a headache or that staring at a screen is is not the thing that you want to be doing most in the world right now. But here you are, and I am so excited that you are, and I would love to hear what you want to share. If I, uh, I would think you might be a prophet because I actually do have a headache. Um, anyway, I had a shot last night, so, but I'm here and enjoying every minute of it. Um, so when I first attended the NHA, um, started learning about NHA, there were two things that spoke to me. Just one second, please. One second, please. I've got someone at the door for an 11 o'clock appointment. Can I just go get him and it take me two seconds? I'll let him in just a sec. Absolutely. Does anybody wish to? Oh, man, that's scary if I open up the mic. Maybe we'll just wait. <laughs> the I let the guy in I'm going to have to so I'll, I'll just be very quick so there were two things that really resonated with me as I said before a lot of the things that I learned in Torah um, NHA gives the tools for so there were two things in particular one is that Chabad Hasidic philosophy teaches what was said before a few times few of you said this that I am who I am and all my passions and all my feelings are not bad and as a matter of fact they make me who I am and and we're taught to transform them to use them for the positive so if there's something that is a passion that's being used for negative we don't want to get rid of that passion we just want to transform it to the positive another teaching uh, from Kabbalah is that we all have many different emotions and some of us express those emotions at, at times and other times but the emotions are not who we are, it's the, how we express ourselves. And the way to, if we want to have someone express a certain emotion, the way we do it is by praising that emotion, by telling the person they have that emotion. So for example, if someone is in a bad mood and you want them to give you something, so you go tell them how kind they are and how generous they are. And it has to be, obviously it has to be um, genuine. And then that actually will transform them to feel that generosity and the chances are you'll get what you want. Whereas if you emphasize a person's negative, you know, oh, you're really angry, then that just brings it out more. This is true we see with kids. If a kid is trying to lift up a heavy something and you say, come on, you're strong, you can do it. More, uh, more often than not, the kid will actually, they'll give them a little more strength and they'll make that pull and they'll be able to do it. So I, th I felt, you know, with NHA, the whole idea of showing a child or a person their qualities, their greatness, how they can in fact bring out, and if they are acting a certain way negative, to remind them or to show them that that's not really who they are and they have that positivity. So to me, NHA really spoke to that. And um, I've seen it work all the time. It's just amazing. And with Thank that- Thank you so much. With that, I'm going to say thank you to Musi. And by the way, Musi, when you uh, interrupted before, I wanted to say you, you only interrupted once. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's so much wisdom on the screen, and I appreciate it so much. The, the reminder that our negative behaviors or how we're expressing them are not really who we are, and that every greatness that exists already exists inside of us and every person. And we're just trying to, I say this all the time, we're trying to recover, discover, uncover those greatnesses, but they're there. Um, that is plenty of words from me. Musi, I want to toss it back to you. And, you know, I'm just so thankful again to be a part of this conversation. I think it's really, really powerful. 
Well, I mean, this is anyone who's still watching, kudos to you. You've been spending like an hour with us, I think. So I think it is time to wrap it up. Um, it is so fun to be with all of my siblings. Um, thank you guys for being here. Freddie, thank you for being the uh, clarity creator of, of this call. Um, there's a lot more I want to say, but I will be the greatness of restraint and um, share it another time. For any of you listening, you can send any questions, topics, or comments of more things that you want to hear about or hear more of to um, Q and A N D A with Mussy, M U S S I. So that's Q A N D A W I T H M U S S I at gmail.com um, and we can do more of these and I hope to do more of these with my family because I'm ever always constantly inspired and love them so much um, and Freddie again thank you for being here so I think we'll close see y'all next time <laughs>